Welcome to the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. I'm Beck Buchanan, accountant turned bookkeeping business owner. I'm passionate about small businesses like yours, and I create this weekly podcast to support and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business journey. Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. 100 episodes. Wow, I did it. (laughs) I started this podcast two years ago in February 2022. And at the time, I wasn't even sure if I had five episodes in me. Yet here I am still going strong, I think. So thank you for listening. Everyone who has been listening along or just started listening, I so appreciate you. And if it wasn't for the listens each week, I don't think I'd still be here talking to no one. So yeah, I'm grateful to you. A few weeks ago, I was thinking I would do a bit of a special episode to mark this 100th occasion, but then I decided against it, or let it go, I should say, because in part, I'm very busy doing activity statements at the moment for our many clients, so I'm deep, deep in client work and my focus is there. But also, I guess, because five years into my business journey and 100 episodes into the podcast, I just don't really need a special episode to mark the occasion at this point in time. I've had so many special milestones along the way, and I think I will just do a bit of self-reflection later today on this milestone and celebrate by giving you some useful content in this episode to help you make the next best decision in your business. So today I'm going to talk all about payment plans with the Australian Taxation Office or the ATO. Being activity statement time, as I mentioned earlier, I have payment plans on my mind as a bookkeeper who deals with the ATO on behalf of my clients. And I read in a bookkeeping forum yesterday that a fellow bookkeeper said how tough businesses must be doing at the moment, as this particular bookkeeper has never set up so many payment plans in their 17 years of bookkeeping as they have this quarter. So this quarter being the December quarter that we're working on right now. I think explaining payment plans in detail here on the podcast will be useful for so many business owners. So I'm going to take you through what they are, how do you get one, who needs one, what are the rules and things to be mindful of. Before I dive in, I want to acknowledge the Kujumbara people of the Bundjalung Nation whose land I'm on whilst recording this episode. I'd like to pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging as the traditional owners of my homeland. Okay, so let's get into payment plans. What is a payment plan? A payment plan allows you to break down your tax debt owing to the ATO into smaller amounts that are made via installments. These installments are agreed upfront and they can be weekly, fortnightly or monthly until the balance is cleared. A payment plan might be put in place for your business activity statement or your instalment activity statement, or it could be put in place for your income tax debt as well. You cannot get a payment plan for superannuation though. Now, payment plans attract interest, which is called the general interest charge or the GIC. So repayment instalments should be spread over the shortest possible period of time to minimize the GIC, which will continue to accrue until the debt is paid off. So how do you get a payment plan if you need one? Individuals, sole traders and or businesses can go on a payment plan. They can request one with the ATO 
or a registered tax or BAS agent can arrange a payment plan on behalf of their clients. Having said that, I do know of tax agents that refuse to do this for their clients and that's because it can take a lot of time, I guess, to arrange a payment plan and they don't want to spend that time that they generally can't charge for. And also sometimes you have to make comments on behalf of clients as to whether they can pay their debts when they fall due and the assets and liabilities of the client's financials and these tax agents that won't do that are uncomfortable making those attestations. But we definitely do set up payment plans for clients in my business straight up bookkeeping because we see it as a central part of our duty to our clients in that we're helping them manage their numbers and their money. So why wouldn't we do this for them? Anyway, let me move on. If a debt is under $200,000 and you don't already have a plan in place, you can generally set up a payment plan online where you would normally take care of your tax matters. So for individuals and sole traders or partners in a partnership, this would be in MyGov. And for companies, this would be in online services for business. But sometimes the option to set up an online payment plan won't be available to you and you will need to call the ATO and set one up over the phone. Now, this might be because the debt is over $200,000, you have an overdue debt already and the ATO don't want you to set up a payment plan having not sorted that out or that you've defaulted on a payment plan before so they want to talk to you. Or there might be other reasons only known to the ATO that I'm not aware of. The ATO might want you to answer some questions around your business and your ability to pay back the loan before you enter into an arrangement with them. Now, calling the ATO is generally a fairly pleasant experience, believe it or not, aside from the wait times. So it's not something you should worry about. Speaking to the ATO and explaining your situation is always better than putting your head in the sand. In my experience, the ATO are understanding and helpful with the debts of taxpayers when activity statements and tax returns are lodged on time and help is sought for paying the debt much more so than when lodgements are late and there's no communication with the ATO. So next, let me explain who needs a payment plan. Any taxpayer might need a payment plan at some point or at various points in their business journey. This will be in times of cash flow strain, which can happen for various reasons. Needing a payment plan does mean that you have spent the ATO's money before paying it to them, however. So you should aim to free yourself and your business from the payment plan cycle if and once you're on it. Let me explain what I mean by spending the ATO's money. As I said earlier, payment plans can be set up for activity statements and income tax debt. Activity statements include tax owing for net GST, so GST on sales, less GST on expenses, pay-as-you-go withholding tax on salaries and wages of employees and contractors in your business, and pay-as-you-go instalments towards your year-end income tax. As such, if you can't pay your activity statement when it falls due, it might mean that you've spent the GST you collected on your sales. The GST that was never yours to keep in the first place, as you were just collecting it on behalf of the ATO or that you have spent the tax that you were withholding for your staff wages on their behalf. Individual sole traders and partners in a partnership might need to go on a payment plan for their income tax debt because they failed to predict and put away the tax for their earnings. It's harder in these cases to predict and pay tax than it is for employees, as tax isn't withheld in wages like it is for employees, and earnings can vary year on year or even month to month. 
Also, companies might need to go on a payment plan for their income tax debt because they failed to predict accurately or forgot to remember at all that tax will be owing on their company profit at the end of the financial year. Also, the fringe benefits tax adjustment for personal motor vehicle usage of a business vehicle, i.e. a vehicle that was bought in the company's name, can really catch company directors out. I know one year I had to pay a $12,000 FBT adjustment back to my company for my personal usage. Ouch. So there are many and various reasons why a payment plan might be needed, but they all come back to cash flow management and expectations. So what are the rules about payment plans? Well, once you have one in place, the rules are pretty simple. One, you can only have one payment plan for each lodgement type at once. So you can have one for your income tax debt and one for your activity statement debt, but you can't have two payment plans for two different activity statement quarters, if that makes sense. You have to make the installments detailed in the payment plan by the due date. And all future tax lodgements and payments must be made by the due date. So, for example, if you're in a payment plan for the December BAS and then you fail to lodge and or pay your March BAS by its due date, then you will default on your December payment plan. And defaulting on the payment plan will mean everything becomes due at once, both your December BAS debt and your March BAS debt. So, once you're in a payment plan arrangement, you should try and stick to it period. If you find you cannot make payments by the due date, then at least two days before the due date, you should jump online to alter the payment plan or call the ATO to make new arrangements. Always try to get on the front foot with these things and don't let payment plans go into arrears. I can't stress enough how understanding and helpful the ATO can be and will be if you let them know your situation before your debt becomes overdue and falls into arrears. To finish up, I want to talk about some things I think you should be mindful of regarding payment plans. Payment plans can be so handy and a lifesaver for individuals and businesses in times of cash flow strain, but you should try and free yourself and your business from payment plans at some point, and that should be sooner rather than later. This is because the next tax bill comes around quick, and it can feel like you are literally just working to pay your tax debts, which is not fun. To highlight what I mean, imagine you are entering into a payment plan for your December activity statement debt, which is due on the 28th of February. Say you enter into a 12-month payment plan because that sounds really doable and you're relieved when you see that's an option. You're happy and grateful to the ATO for that arrangement, but then 31st of March is just around the corner, which is the end of the next quarter where another activity statement will need to be prepared. The March activity statement payment is due on the 28th of April or you get an extra month and it's due on the 28th of May if a tax or BAS agent prepares it for you. And this activity statement might be a similar amount to the December activity statement that you were unable to pay and entered into a payment plan for. So now you're faced with the prospect of having to pay your March activity statement debt in full because you can't set up a payment plan for this one while you have another one going and you still have 10 months left of your December payment plan. Now your cash flow situation, which was already bad, can feel even worse and very compounding in nature. So what should you do? My tips are... When setting up a payment plan for an activity statement, only ever make it for two to three months to ensure you get it paid off before the next activity statement is due. 
learn from the payment plan situation and don't spend the ATO's money before paying it to them. Save your GST and your pay-as-you-go withholding and installments by sweeping funds into a tax savings account. If you don't understand what your tax savings need to be, listen to the many of my previous podcast episodes around cash flow, budgeting and taxes, or get a bookkeeper to assist you. And if your bookkeeper or tax accountant isn't currently helping you with these savings guidelines, then get a new one. It's our job to help you. So if your bookkeeper isn't helping you, they're not doing their job. Always keep in mind that ATO debt relates to past events, be it GST on past sales, pay-as-you-go withholding tax on past wages, income tax or instalments towards income tax on past profits. It may be due in the future at the end of the financial year, but it's relating to past transactions in your business that put you in a profit situation. Like credit card debt that isn't paid off every month, it is no fun paying off things in the future that you've already had the benefit of in the past. Like paying off a holiday you went on six months ago for the next six months on your credit card when you'd rather be planning your next holiday. And my last comment or thought that I want to leave you with today is this. Imagine having a business that you could walk away from tomorrow if you wanted to or needed to. One you could shut the doors on and not worry about again with no debts to pay. How freeing is that thought, even if it's not something that you're actually seeking right now? On the flip side, imagine needing to shut your business tomorrow, but not being able to because you have debts to pay. So instead of shutting the doors and walking away, which is what you perhaps want in the state of your life at that time, you instead need to trade out of the debt that you're in when you no longer want to be trading or else having to face the prospect of bankruptcy instead. And herein lies the motivation for using payment plans in the short term and not as an ongoing business tool. Financial freedom comes from being able to pay your debts on time and being able to walk away from your business if and when you want. Owing the ATO or any other creditors may impinge on this financial freedom. Just food for thought. So use payment plans if and when you need to, but always aim to be free of them in the near future. Well, that brings me to the end of this episode on payment plans. I hope you found it useful and learned something that you didn't already know. And if you're struggling in business right now and perhaps having cash flow difficulties, then let me assure you that you are not alone. This time is hopefully just a season and not a business lifetime. Hang in there. Thank you for listening and I will catch you next week for a new episode.